As I wade through this never-ending ocean, I'm constantly coming up for air. Deep breaths of awe-inspiring, cleansing, and healing rushes. As I come to the surface, I see all the new possibilities in front of me. These past few weeks have been ones of absolute stunning realizations. Parts of me are being explored that I truly never thought I would ever get to. I'm finding my new path better than I ever thought possible. Albert dying has had a succession of positive effects on my life. And I don't say that to be cruel. I'm saying that his death, while devastating and something I will never truly recover from, has brought so much good into my life. I've reconnected with friends I never would have if I hadn't moved back to Virginia. I've met people and formed relationships I never would have were it not for the grief journey I'm on. I've done some questionable things that are way outside my comfort zone that have resulted in stories I will hold forever. Stories that I will laugh about and stories that I will warmly recall the finer moments of. Stories to be told at a later date. As someone in my circle constantly reminds me, I am human. I am human. Human is to love, then regret, then cry, then laugh, and then do it all over again. Because no matter what, we long for experiences and for connection. So without blinking, we re-enter the cycle to try and find what we are looking for. The never-ending cycle of being human. Needs, wants, desires, and it is all okay. As I sit here quietly listening to music, alone with my thoughts, I have come to this realization. Albert's death has shown me the possibilities within myself. Albert's death has given me renewed hope in myself. Albert's death has opened my eyes, fully. Am I confused? Yes. Is this going to get weird? It already has. Am I scared? Shitless. Let's go down the widow rabbit hole together. Thank you for listening. This is how I got back to my childhood bedroom. Realizations can be terrifying. Realizations can come out of nowhere. Realizations can knock you on your ass. You sit there for a moment wondering what the hell just went through your brain. You wonder if you are okay. If you are grieving hard enough, long enough, deep enough. Then the guilt sinks in and you sob. Because how could you ever think something like that? How could you be at peace in the way that you are? How could you call yourself a loving wife or a good mother when you are in reality coping extraordinarily well with the hand you have been dealt? These are thoughts that run through my head on a daily basis. The guilt is real. The shame is real. But I am thriving. I am. And I cannot ignore it. Happiness can be a strong word for someone who has lost a spouse, almost like a dirty word, something that shouldn't be uttered from my lips until the allotted one year of grieving has been finished. Whoever came up with this one year of grief scenario has some serious issues, one being that grief is never ending. I will never be done grieving. That is just reality. And two, I'm allowed to be happy at two days out, three weeks out, five months out. I'm allowed to be happy when I am happy. Grief should never be the stealer of what could be a joyous occasion. Although, let's be real, it is. Sometimes more often than me or anyone would want to admit. My happiness is not an indicator of my recovery. It is an indicator of my power. The power I have to actively choose joy. To choose happiness. To harness that power is a strength all widows have. 
but they cannot always find it because we are told far too often that we seem okay, or you're doing better than I expected, or you'll find somebody else two weeks after your husband's in the ground. When we hear those statements, we freeze up. We then feel this urge to put on a fake face, a fake happiness, instead of being able to find it and harness it ourselves. Joy and happiness doesn't come from external situations. It comes from within. And if we are not given the opportunity to truly look inside ourselves at our own pace, we will flounder. I was and am lucky enough to have found the space to do this. And while I'm not always happy, obviously, I know how to find it. I know how to feel it. My heart is much lighter these days. My soul, heavy. But that is okay. I am a wonderful work in progress. A watercolor coming to life right before my eyes. Pinks, blues, purples, greens, swirling together to create this new woman who is walking through life with purpose. As the paintbrush touches down on a new blank piece of canvas, the possibilities are endless. What if a brushstroke goes this way, then that way, and then back again? What if purple and pink mix together? What if the strokes cross each other or run parallel to one another? What if they bounce off each other like shooting stars exploding as they hit, creating more bursts of color? The bursts becoming little droplets all over the canvas, with some even coming together to create a more profound burst. Maybe that burst is a new chapter, a chapter filled with love, with a new job, or a journey to an unfamiliar destination, study that burst. Are you ready to dive in head first? I know it is scary when so much of your life was consumed by your other half and their needs and wants, but now it is time for you. Take the plunge. I promise whether good or bad, you will learn. You will grow. The colors will continue to mix and create a radiant piece of artwork all your own. As you step back from the canvas, you will see you. You will see all you have accomplished since that fateful day your love faded into the stars and took their last breath. And years from now, you will show this canvas of your life to your children, and they will show it to their children, and they will know. They will know that no matter how unseemingly fair life can be, that they are strong enough to withstand anything. That your strength and vulnerability to push forward is something to be revered and they will weep with their children over their own losses and create their own watercolor portraits. Their colors different, but oh, so the same. As we all build our own watercolor lives, we spread these moments of terrifying anguish and moments of ultimate delight, and we change the world. We bring to light suffering and pain, and the more we do, the less we and others feel they have to face it alone. So start your own watercolor life blending those sharp edges into rounds and seeping into others. The lives we can touch are limitless if we only let ourselves. Be brave, be bold, be fearless in loving others. Your burst, big or small, will become the challenges you look back on with a smile, knowing that you did indeed cross that river of a thousand colors and were not consumed by it. Seeing me... Seeing the awkward girl who had issues with loving herself, with trusting her own heart and listening to her own thoughts, I cannot believe that I am standing. And not just standing, owning it. 
owning my grief, honoring it, deeply reflecting on what I need and I want. This past week, I was among many strong women who have had their own journeys in life. Not one is the same. Isn't that amazing? But yet, we could all come together because of our underlying need and want to nurture others. As I go down the road of becoming a doula, I feel like I finally am settling into the life I've been trying to create. A life that is a service to others. A life that will help others. A life that will honor all who have and are suffering. As I take the step into a new direction, a new brushstroke, if you will, I am nervous, but I am hopeful. In my service to mothers embarking on the journey of motherhood, I hope to bring calm, peace, and wisdom to show them with my touch, my words, my support, my silence, that they are the best mother for their baby and that they are warriors. I take this ideology of nurturing across all the paths of my life. Being a doula is but one facet. I have this deep need to take care of others, not to fix, just to encourage. Seeing someone blossom is one of the greatest rewards I could ever receive. To help someone on their journey, whether it be motherhood, grief, or simply just walking alongside them regardless of what is heavy on their soul is my life's work. Albert Dying has released something in me that would have never been tapped into if he had not. I absolutely believe that. And while I would give anything to have him back, I hope he is looking down and knowing his death was not in vain that I'm picking up the pieces one by one and creating a beautiful painting from the life of my past, the life of my now, and the life of my future. And I'm not just doing it for me. I'm also doing it for Theo, because Theo deserves to know that he is in my mind with every move I make, that when I make a choice, I do so full knowing how much better his life will be too. While on my three-day doula training, I was away from Theo, my mom and dad watched him and I had this overwhelming fear he might become afraid that I too might not return. This fear that he would lose me too. I've never been away from him that long and before I never would have thought anything about it. But as a woman who has gone through what I have, it is something that enters my mind. I also worried about trauma being brought to the forefront of his mind as well. I worried he wouldn't sleep or that he'd become filled with rage like he was that first month. But... To my relief, he handled it all beautifully. He truly loves my parents, and my mind could be at ease. I was able to focus on what I needed to focus on, while also having a little fun, too. Something that was so needed. I was able to decompress a bit and enjoy solitude and recenter myself. Truly, those three days were a gift. Today, as Theo and I went for a nature walk at a local battlefield, I couldn't help but feel at peace. The breeze rushing through the trees and the sun warming our faces, Theo asked me to sit next to him on the ground. How powerful it is to oblige a toddler in a moment of quiet, to sit and observe the nature around us, listening for new sounds, laying on the ground, swallowing in the blue sky and fresh air. Seeing Theo so calm is such a treat. It is rare that he ever just takes a rest, and he welcomed it with joy. I look at his feet and the new shoes he is wearing. Two shoe sizes. He has grown two shoe sizes since Albert's death. Little things like that touch me deeply. Something so seemingly insignificant can have so much meaning when someone you love dies. Albert is missing it. 
I took Theo to the store and we tried on shoes and Albert missed it. Theo is getting bigger every day and it is not lost on me how much he has changed and grown in the last seven months. His hair has been trimmed multiple times. He has outgrown 2T clothing. He is starting to speak more. He knows how to jump with two feet now and he uses a fork like a champ. All these tiny markers of growing up and living a life without his dad. Thinking about these things in our moment of peace pushes me to look deeper. And while I'm sad that Albert is missing it, I know that he's still seeing it. It brings bittersweet tears to my eyes, but I see a boy who just six months ago was so traumatized that he couldn't sleep, thriving. While I know he misses his dad, he is also choosing joy. He is learning to love his new normal and embrace the grief he carries. As I sit and think about all the things I've done since Albert's death, I am humbled. I sit before his urn and picture and our rings side by side and take a deep breath. My little shrine, if you will, is a place I can go, even for just a moment, and let the reality resonate within me. All the good we shared, all the not great, and all the love between us. I am a woman with purpose. I am a woman with heart. I am a warrior. A grief warrior. So, if you are afraid to step into this next chapter of your life, it is okay. Anything worth doing is scary. Anything worth a damn can seem overwhelming. But you can do this. If someone judges a move you make, you just keep going. No one has the right to judge anyone, especially after a traumatic event. Pick up your paintbrush and begin your next work of art. I promise that it won't stand alone and that all the paintings of your life will blend. Never fear for getting the one you have lost. Their spirit will guide you and support you the rest of your life. When you smile, they smile. They only want you to live and love and laugh, as cheesy as that sounds. The experiences will bring you closer to your purpose. Losing your spouse doesn't have to define you. Let it strengthen you. Let it build you into the person you were truly meant to be. Your courage and bravery will be a light to others. They will see you walking out of the darkness with a torch guiding others out of their darkness. Know that the darkness will always be there and it will touch you from time to time, but it will not consume you forever. Make friends with it and learn to accept that relationship. Accepting both facets of yourself will only aid in your ability to live a meaningful life. And while some days will feel like that first moment of devastating loss all over again, just remember that it is a wave. Ride it. Feel it. Cry. Scream. Slam your fist on the table. Then, release it. It doesn't own you. Breathe. Smile. And cherish the beautiful moments you created together. You rode that wave and you came out on the other side, you will get through each wave and continue to live, to thrive. I just know it. I can only hope that we can help each other. I would love to hear from you, whether it be questions, comments, your own personal stories, or topics you would like to hear discussed. Please visit anchor.fm slash Brianna Simpson and click on the send voice message button. 
On my private Facebook page entitled The Same as the Podcast, I share exclusives on upcoming episodes, guests, and a special Spotify playlist updated every week with songs that are inspired by each episode. I'm Brianna, your friendly, quirky, next-door widow. Thank you for listening. This is How I Got Back to My Childhood Bedroom.